Hi everyone, on today's episode I have the very lovely Cheryl, who you may know as at underscore this line is mine on TikTok and Instagram. This is the second time Cheryl has been on my podcast. We spoke last in December 2020, which was episode 28, and we spoke all about their autism diagnosis and kind of journey on TikTok. At the time, Cheryl had 200,000 followers on TikTok, and they now have over 500,000 followers, actually 524,000 to be exact, at the time of recording. (laughs) And I can see Cheryl reacting to this. Um, So yeah, Cheryl is here for a catch up about everything they've been up to. And there's been some huge things happening recently. So um, I'm very excited to chat to you. So um, would you like to say hello? Hello. Uh, that was really random. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Look, I've been very busy, so it'll be good to catch up and kind of talk about what I've been up to. It'd be nice to share mm-hmm. it with people. Yeah. I can't believe it was December 2020. Like, that feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> that is so long ago. That's wild. You were saying, you were talking about it, and I was like, wow, <laughs> that's been a journey since yeah. then. Yeah. I was like, this morning, I was like, I'm just going to check in on Cheryl's followers I'm just gonna have a look just so that I can say it in the podcast but like that's a crazy amount of growth as well so we'll have to chat about um TikTok I'm sure we will um but yes definitely yeah generally how are you how how have you been good yeah I've been really busy um but I'm good I feel like I'm living my best life which is weird to say yeah. um I'm having a great time like lots of things have been happening um I feel a lot more confident a lot more happy and it's just good, you know. Things are going well. That's great. I'm so glad to hear that. And how's how's the kind of nursing degree going as well? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's going. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, nursing. I'm getting the degree. Um, I'm at the end of my second year now, so I've got one more year left. Wow. Um, okay. But I kind of... <laughs> I love nursing, but I've lost like motivation for it a bit at the moment. I think it's just because I've been so busy doing a lot of different things that every time I'm like oh nursing like like last year my first year nursing was like my number one priority my degree and now it's kind of competing with other things and I feel bad but also kind of just got to live in the moment and see what happens I'm going to get the degree and then kind of go from there really yeah and I feel like I've seen you mention on your story that like you know there's the potential in terms of like you know your mental health and stuff like working part-time in nursing just to kind of you know not you know kind of still follow that passion a little bit but not so much that you're going to burn out massively like that seems like you know quite a smart way of thinking from yeah yeah I completely I (laughs) I completely agree like before like if I wasn't so busy I'd probably go into full-time nursing but I still probably struggle with it because I've never been someone that's been able to work full-time I just get burnt out and really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. but now definitely I'm so busy I'm just kind of like I'll go in part-time and just go from there really like if it works in the NHS it works if not then I'll find somewhere else you know like I'm gonna work it out like I've always been someone that's had like a clear life plan and then it come to like nursing was always my life plan and it's come to it and I'm now like "Eh, maybe it's not you know the (laughs) overall goal or it would just like change up a bit like my idea of what nursing was going to be is going to be different to how I used to think about it I suppose Mm mm-hmm no, that's that's interesting, and I think, yeah, it's it's hard if you're someone that like likes to plan. And you're like, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and then you just kind of naturally almost change course a bit. But it's good that you're open to kind of just going with the flow and not like putting too much pressure on yourself. That's the main thing, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Like the the one thing I don't want to do is go into nursing and burn completely out, and then like not be happy anymore. I think because mm-hmm. now I'm like happy, I'm like really protective of my like energy and my space and all the things that make me happy so it's like kind of got to get the balance right between working and making a living and also being happy and have better mental health so I'm gonna get there I'm gonna work it out I'm gonna try some different Mm -hmm. things and see what works and do you feel like that balance you've kind of worked that out a bit over the past like couple of years because you you sound and you're saying that you're kind of you know that little bit more kind of happier in yourself kind of thing is the the kind of um vibe I'm getting (laughs) yeah definitely um I've definitely worked out a balance that works for me and I think that's why I'm so scared for things to change because Mm -hmm. I'm like I've got to work the balance out again you know yeah so we'll see exactly 
well at least you're open open to things and I know oh, yeah. change is change is really scary and I feel like it's and it's on a whole other level if you're autistic as well because it's just like so overwhelming so um yeah it's good that you're kind of I don't know just kind of open to it and not getting too stressed hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah I was getting really stressed but now I'm kind of like we'll just see what happens yeah well that's good so, try and be more chill about it yeah and we were talking just before we started recording about like how busy your just even like last month was for you yeah do you find I, I'm kind of sensing that like over the past two years you've just become busier in terms of like content kind of work and things like that and kind of disability activism and things like that so how how have you found juggling that with life <laughs> yeah so I don't know well I do know what happened it hit January and like I changed my content about uh, up a bit which we'll probably talk about a bit later and then suddenly I was getting all these emails come in and like I was really busy and I was like what is going on I remember being on holiday in Florida um end of January and I had like five TikTok related emails come in in like the same day and I was like I'm on holiday I'm trying to like this would never normally be an issue um so yeah I just got like really busy and I thought oh you know like die down a bit and it just it was busy all the time um which is quite nice because I like what I'm doing with TikTok I like all the different opportunities I get that makes me happy so I'm not it doesn't feel like work do you know what I mean like yeah it's a different kind of busy and I'm kind of balancing it with trying to like recharge more like sometimes I am really busy and I'm just kind of forget to recharge which is something I need to work on but yeah I'm trying to balance it with university um which haven't actually been that bad like the next two weeks I have like loads of university assignments that need to be in so I'm going to kind of be like university is the priority but mm-hmm. when I'm not like there's no deadlines coming up I'm kind of like oh, I'll just see what happens um as long as I recharge and as long as I get my degree you know, those are the priorities, really. Um, yeah. Just take opportunities as they come. You never know what's going to come around the corner. Mm-hmm. And talking of opportunities, I can't not mention Blue Peter. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to run me through that process? Because I, I need to know how yeah. that came about. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was like December time. I was kind of the entire of... 2021 I can't believe it's 2022 the entire of 2021 I was like kind of I don't know what the words are with my content I was like a bit lost I was like comparing myself to other people I was trying to do what they do not what I do um and my content kind of like you could tell I was tired I wasn't very happy and my content wasn't doing as well and I think like you know you could tell I was trying to be like other people like I kind of lost why people came to me to begin with so I kind of sat back in December and I was like, need to do something about this. Because um, I love TikTok and it was a bit weird that I wasn't really loving it anymore. So I kind of looked back on my, when I first started out mm-hmm. and my content and I was like, what, what is different to what I'm doing now? And then I realised that I wasn't having fun anymore and I needed to have fun. And I was like, yeah, like I haven't always been, obviously awareness in education is really important to me. But like, there's always been a fun element to it. Like, it's not serious all the time. And I was like, I need to get the fun back. So I thought, you know, I'll do some sensory activities and I'll see, like, I'll do one and it can completely flop and we'll see what happens. Um, and one of my first ones I did was the cloud dough. And mm-hmm. I put it up and I was like, that was like a really fun video to like make. Um, and then it went viral. And I just had so many people come to my account that had never seen me before. Mm-hmm. And I had so many people commenting, like, oh, you'll be a great children's TV presenter. Loads of people were tagging CBBC. And I was like, this is hilarious. Um, all this kind of stuff. And then the next working day, so I posted that on a Saturday. So Monday morning, I had an email from Blue Peter. Hi, we've seen your what? Cloud Doe video. We'd love to get you on the show. And I was like, <gasps> I thought it was oh fake. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was a fake email. I had like scrolled down to the bottom where obviously has like all the credentials and stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's not fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's real. Wow. So it kind of went from there really. So I knew in January I was going to be on the show, which is obviously a very long time to keep it yeah. quiet. Um, and I was going to be on a little bit sooner than I was, but like some scheduling issues came up. Um, so I ended up being on it in June and just 
it was like six months of kind of talking to Blue Peter. We had a lot of meetings about kind of what I wanted the show to be. So I worked a lot with the producer on the script to kind of be like, I want it to be a positive reflection of autism. I want it to be fun. I want it to be relatable to kids. I want it to be um, empowering and like confidence boosting, like kind of what I needed to see as a child. You know what I mean? Um, And then I didn't really know what was going to happen with it. Like it was like a few days before and I was like, I'll go up to Manchester and I got the script through. And obviously the script was kind of like questions that I would be asked. And then, the producer kind of listened to things I said, so kind of put in some bullet points of like things I have previously see, previously said. Um, so it wasn't like scripted, but like a guide, so I knew what was going on. Okay. And I got the script through, and I was like, oh my gosh, he listened to me. I was like, this is like going to be the best segment ever, and I got so excited, and I was like, yes, because you never know with this kind of stuff. You don't know what way it's going to go. Like if your idea will come across, like. Or if they're going to want something a bit different. So when I got yeah. the script, I was like, yes, yes, this is going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really, that's, it's really nice to hear that, because I feel like in something that kind of big, you might not always be heard or like things might not get taken on board. And it sounds like they were really kind of up for listening to you. And from what I've seen from your Instagram stories, I sound like a stalker because I keep, keep saying from your Instagram <laughs> stories, but it sounds like they like really guided you through the process and like the people were nice and things. Oh and... yeah. Yeah. So I got there and well, I had someone meet me in my hotel. It's actually lovely because I hate walking into new places. I've never been before. It makes me super anxious. Yeah. And everyone was just so friendly and welcoming. I was like, there are so many people and they all want to like, talk to me. Like, <laughs> the crew behind scenes, the producers, the managers, the presenters. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and they were just so friendly. Like before I arrived, I was given like a minute, well not minute by minute, but like a really clear schedule of kind of what I'd be doing when. And they also let me go on the studio floor early so I could kind of adjust to it because not only is it like loads of lights and like quite busy, but there was a children, uh, an audience full of kids. And that was a bit... Yeah. <laughs> nerve-wracking so I kind of got used to like the noise levels like they would like laugh and they'd cheer and like to get used to the kind of the noise levels and everyone was just so friendly and they have like the makes table out and apparently the art director got really inspired and like decorated it with slime and stuff like this and made it really cool which they don't normally do so I was Aww. like wow they've gone like all out for me and I was a bit like blown yeah. away I was like I just make TikToks in my bedroom, like, <laughs> and now I'm in, like, Blue Peter studio. <laughs> Don't know what's yeah. going on. But they were really friendly, really encouraging, because obviously I was really nervous, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. But, yeah, we went through it a few times, rehearsed it, and they were just really encouraging, gave me great feedback, and they were just really friendly. I, I could go back in a heartbeat. <laughs> and I you got to meet the old... Blue Peter dog, so. <gasps> Is it Henry? Henry. <laughs> Yes. Is it sad that I know that? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I had to it's Google so his name. I was like, I need to know what the name is. So I'm not like a Oh, so you fan. went like pre. Oh, like... yeah. Oh, yeah. Got everyone's names. Nice. Did some like research, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. I can't like, it just shows you like off the back of, you know, a piece of content, what can open up to you. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I never expected it. Like, when people were tagging, like, CBBC, I was like, that's hilarious. Like, it, it will never happen. And then getting that email so soon after, I was like, yeah. wow. And then to go on there and make Cloud Dough, it was like a full circle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, how encouraging that, you know, something that you were doing for yourself, other people were really, like, into as well. In terms yeah. of, you know, a sensory activity. And has that kind of encouraged you to do kind of more videos for yourself kind of thing or f- things that you like? Yeah, definitely. Um, My favourite thing to film is sensory activities. Like, they're just so fun. And, like, I'm not someone that's done many sensory activities. Like, growing up, it was kind of like, oh, you you know, you don't do that. I don't know. Um, So it's nice to be, like, an adult and do a sensory activity and have fun and be creative. And then also Mm. have people at home, like, follow along. I absolutely love that. I have, like, people message me, like, little videos of their sensory bottles they've made or like the slime they've made and that's just so wholesome I'll get people like message me and be like oh I'm going to make this my friend at our sleepover at the weekend and it's just like 
that's kind of why I do it. Like I do it for myself yeah. and I love it because it's fun, but it's also really nice that people are doing it with their family, their friends. That's <laughs> awesome. I've never expected it. That's such lovely like feedback as well, just to hear like people engaging with it and not just, you know, like commenting things, but actually showing you that they're making them and like experimenting with them. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I mean, obviously your followers have more than doubled since the last time that I spoke to you how how have you I know it's not all about followers um but how have you found that is it kind of has it affected you at all or have you been able to kind of separate yourself from it it's been good I've been able to kind of separate myself from it last year no like as I said it was, wasn't going well and I just kept comparing myself to other people and just mm-hmm. being like I'm not good enough like I think my kind of growth kind of stalled a little bit, especially at the end of the year. And I was just like, I'm not good enough. Like, why do people, I was taking it personally, like, why do people not like me anymore? And that was not the case, but I was taking it yeah. a bit personally. And then, like I said, I kind of reevaluated myself and my content. And I just grew so quick again. I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> no idea what's going on. And then, like, Blue Peter came off the back of that, and I've been a lot more busy. And I'm just in a better place for it now. Like, I don't think of the numbers anymore. Like, I hit my overall goal was 500k, and I reached that in April. And since then, I just I don't think about the numbers anymore. Like, yeah, a nice goal would be one million, but honestly, I don't really like whatever. Like, whatever happens, happens. Like, mm-hmm. I am good enough. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm kind of telling myself. Like, I am good enough. Yeah. I'm I'm growing every day. Like, it's going really well. Like. I don't know what's happened, but my content's going really well. It's getting really good engagement. Um, And that's made me feel better and kind of been able to work through some things I was struggling with last year and kind of been able to separate myself. Like sometimes I love it when a video flops because I'm like, oh, it's like a, I don't know, one that not many people have seen. It's like, you know, a little gem. And I like (laughs) that. Exclusive. (laughs) Exclusive, exactly. And it feels like less pressure as well. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's going really well. That's good. That, and that's really nice to hear that, you know, it's not, you've been able to kind of take that step back from it and do the things that you love on TikTok rather than, you know, trying to hit views and things like that. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, like you said, you're good enough. It doesn't, it shouldn't affect you kind of thing. But I can get how it's hard to kind of step back if you're doing lots of content like all day, every day kind of thing. Um, but it sounds like you're very kind of structured with your time in that you kind of put aside time for TikTok put aside time for uni and like time to just rest and do nothing so you sound like you've kind of hit a good balance I agree I've, I've hit a good balance I kind of kind of know what I'm doing now um which is quite nice um <laughs> and I've kind of taken I don't take it personally anymore and that's the mm. best thing because then I can have more fun with it I don't care what I film and that's the best. Like having that freedom is so good because then it also helps me have new ideas and be more creative and do like something different. Like the sensory mm-hmm. activities, I was like, that's completely different. It might not work, but I'll do it anyway because I want to do it. And it'll be fun, and then it, it's really worked. And I'm like, oh, okay, that paid off. <laughs> it's so nice to see an adult making these like sensory activities because so many videos I watch online are like toddler based, like sensory activities and like I'm all happy for that like you know that's great but I want to see more adults like making like you know sensory bottles or like the slime and things like that I know like the slime community is pretty big but actually like making stuff for yourself it's really nice to see like people being more open about it and I just think I don't know I just want to see more of that (laughs) yeah I completely agree and it's just nice because I'm able to express myself and Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like I'll finish filming and I'll be like I'll be in the editing process and I'm like oh do I do I keep this bit in because it's like me stimming or do I get rid of it Mm -hmm. and that but a lot of the time I do keep it in because I'm just being myself and I'm just expressing myself and like that's still awareness like even though it's fun and like I'll get quite a younger audience come for that content it's still awareness and people might ask me like oh why do you do that and I'm like oh it's stimming and then I can educate them Mm -hmm. And I like that. And I'm kind of like, I don't really care what people think anymore. So I just do what I want. And I like, I like it. It's, and it's good representation and it's good awareness and it's fun. Yeah. We need to normalize exactly. these things. 
exactly i think the more like people like especially children come into contact with things the more like normal it is the more like you know always happy to answer questions and things like that you know like we're never gonna say no to like a genuine question kind of thing so i feel like there's still a long way to go but at least like tiktok's quite good for that in terms of you know people being able to ask questions in the comments and stuff like that i guess yeah definitely I've seen on your Instagram and your Twitter that you've recently been going to a lot of gigs, like 21 Pilot gigs. I feel like you might be a super fan. And also I need you to explain how um, you got a drumstick from the band at some point. <laughs> but do you want to explain a little bit about how how that's been for you and how like how much have you enjoyed it? But also I think some people might want to know like how, how do you cope in that sort of environment? Yeah, definitely. So... I've been going to concerts for 10 years now and I absolutely love them. There's something about live music that just makes me feel like no other place or event makes me feel. It just makes me feel so happy, so alive, so free and I just love it. And I've always been like a big fan of music growing up, kind of always listening to my music, absolutely love bands. My music taste has never really changed and like once I found it, and I like to be able to just go and like experience the music live. I love it. And a lot of people say to me, like, how can you cope with live music as an autistic person? And I completely get their point of view. Like, it's really loud. There's vibrations. It's really busy. It's really crowded. There's lights going on. Like, it's, it's a lot sensory wise. Mm-hmm. But my love for music and the community, the music community kind of, overrides that like I've found ways to cope with me going for 10 years like I've kind of got my own ways to cope with it in the moment and like going to see 21 pilots like I'm a bit of a super fan I'm not going to lie <laughs> and I've seen them 11 times it's and it just wow. doesn't get old and <laughs> there's just something about it like I always have a really good plan so like having a plan really helps like any autistic person absolutely loves a plan um mm-hmm. I always make sure if I'm for example the concerts are in London I always make sure I have a hotel I know how I'm going to get to London I know how to get to the venue um and it's just something I've learned through time like I've been going to so many that I kind of learn from my mistakes I kind of learn what works what doesn't work and I just my love for the music overrides everything so for Tony on Pilots I won't do it for everyone but I'm I'll line up early because everyone just loves to line up early which gets a bit exhausting but um <laughs> I'll kind of go early and I didn't know this I don't know if it's a new thing but a lot of the venues now do early access for people with any disability which I didn't know about so you kind of you apply for it before the concert you have to submit some paperwork you know how it goes and you can get in first before anyone else which I did not know about so I've been queuing up for like 10 hours and I could, if I, if I would have known, I could have just, you know, submitted my paperwork and got in straight away. But it's part of the fun. Like, (laughs) you know, I like to queue up. I like to chat to people. I like to like get to know people. And Mm -hmm. something I was asked in my autism assessment, they're like, how can you like talk to strangers? Like, how do you approach them? And I was like, Mm -hmm. when I'm at concerts, I'll just talk about the band. So I'll be like, you know, oh, what's your favorite song? Yeah, exactly. A topic always helps. (laughs) and that helps me and a lot of the time I go to concerts on my own as well which obviously is a bit can be overwhelming and if anything goes wrong it can it's hard but Mm. I like that I like to kind of go and like meet people when I'm there and make new friends and when I'm in there it was so hot like this summer (laughs) has been something else but I kind of have like ways to cope so one of the things I like to do is like when you know you're waiting for the band to come on it can be a bit long I like Mm. to kind of look up above everyone or like look at the ceiling because like there's loads of space there there's no space near me but if I look above everyone there's loads of space so I can kind of trick myself like you know I'm not (laughs) actually at a concert um I always try and get near the front so like you get water passed back that's always helpful I wear Mm. my in-ear plugs and they're yep. game changer, absolute game changer. They don't fall out, which is what I love. Like I used to wear the little like re- um, disposable ones and they would just fall out yeah. after the first song. So like <laughs> these ones stay in, it's a very good investment. And that really helps because it kind of gets rid of some of the vibrations. And I can seem to like hear the music better, which I love. Okay. And what else do I do? 
I like the lights, I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't like strobe <laughs> lights, but like bright colourful lights is kind of my thing. Yeah. And sometimes after concerts I get really overwhelmed. And it can be mm-hmm. because, well, I've just seen my favourite band and there's lots of people and it's really busy and it's really loud and there's no more fun lights I like and I get quite overwhelmed. Mm. Not so much anymore, but I used to get really overwhelmed and have like a like sensory overload. Yeah. Afterwards. Um mm-hmm. but I'm kind of coping with that now and when I <laughs> it's so funny. When I this blooming drumstick it it was I was third row from the front and I just had a bit of a concert like there's play on pilots do some like crowd participation stuff and I kind of got involved in all of it and I've never really been that lucky before so I was quite okay. overwhelmed anyway and the concert <laughs> ended and I turned around to chat to my friends and wasn't even like facing the stage and I was like you know that's a great like concert and then just this drumstick like bounced off the person in front of me and then bounced onto my shoulder and fell on the floor next to my foot and I was oh like and I went down and I grabbed it and I like held it to my chest like all these people came running up to me and I was like like ready to fight them <laughs> and they were like congratulations on the drumstick and I was like oh. <laughs> I was like ready to like have a fight over a drumstick and I was absolutely freaking oh. out and I was like screaming and there's this girl next to me who was like live streaming for Instagram or something and she was like right how, how do you feel and that's just no words I was just like <laughs> And I was screaming and she kept asking me and I just kept screaming. And <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. And then my friend was like, Cheryl, you need to calm down. And I was like, in my head, I was like thinking, like, what's wrong? And I was hyperventilating. I was like proper right. freaking out. She's like, Cheryl, breathe, breathe. And I was like, Oh yes, air. Air is a good thing. And yeah, so <clears throat> that's kind of how that happened. But concert wise, I just love it. It makes me feel like alive, happy. And I can cope with it. I've been doing it for years. I've kind of learned what works, what doesn't work. And yeah, I don't think my life would be very boring if I didn't go to concerts. Like they're my main event, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the like thing the... to look forward to kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're my main one to go to. Like, I just love them. Love and do you find that like, have you found like a kind of group of people that kind of go to them as well? Like, do you bump into people that you've like seen before kind of thing? Yeah, so I've got one friend, um, Alex, and we go to a lot of our concerts together now. We just seem to, like, either we've gone together or we just bump into each other when we're there. Um, Great. (laughs) Which is really lovely. And then just when I'm there, there's always people I recognise, even if it's just, like, a random band that I've never seen before. I'm like, I've seen you at another gig before. (laughs) And, like, it's just a really nice community. Obviously, when I go see 21 Pilots, there's a lot of people there I know. Um, but just because I've seen on previous tours, I'm like, oh, it's nice to see you again. I haven't seen you in like three Aww. years. And I love it. <laughs> I like that, you know. It's a community. Yeah, like a really close-knit kind of fan base, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, definitely. Aww. It's really um, helpful and like interesting to hear of like your coping mechanisms and things. Like even just to, like looking into like a space so that you don't feel like you're in a crowded space mm. is really like... I don't know. I feel like that's like an elite brain kind of level up sort of thing to, to almost like trick yourself into thinking I might have to use that. Yeah, no, it's really helpful. Um, I don't know why it works because in reality, there's those people around me, but it's just nice to see some space, you know, if I look down, oh my yeah. goodness, like I cannot see a thing. Yeah. Look up, nice air, you know, it really helps. And I've been doing that since day one. Mm-hmm. I use it in other places, not just at concerts, like a really busy supermarket or shopping centre. And it helps. Just look above everyone. Then they're not there. Yeah, that's a good that's a good mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> and how how did you find like the travelling bit? Because that can be quite like overwhelming. Yeah, travelling, I've again I've done it so many times, kinda of got used to it, but I get the train into London and I like that because the train's normally pretty good. It's normally kind of quiet, kind of depends. Um and then the underground, I've used it so many times I've gotten used to it. And I know a lot of people find the underground overwhelming. But mm. I like kind of use like the apps. So like you've got, you know, the TFL app. Um, and it will tell you exactly like what station to go to, what line to get to get to wherever you need to go. And that's really helpful. If I didn't have that, I would be terrible at the underground. Um, <laughs> I don't understand how people like navigate using the like actual map, you know, oh the wiggly gosh. lines. <laughs> No. I'm like, how are you reading that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've used, I've got so used to it now that I kind of know where I'm going. Like if I'm in Waterloo, I know 
I don't even need to look at the map anymore. Like, it's mm-hmm. just a bit weird. I've kind of memorised it. And I, I kind of like it. Like, I don't like the underground sensory-wise, but I kind of like the organisation. It's kind of like, yeah. ooh, like like an airport, you know what I mean? Same kind of vibe. Yeah. It's just, it's really the heat and the noise I find difficult yes. on the tubes. Yes. Rather than the actual organisation of it. Yeah, I completely thing. agree. Yeah. Like, the heat, the noise, the crowds. I don't like that. But have you been on the Elizabeth yeah. line? I haven't, and I want to. It sounds kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, so they've done some stuff to it to make it more sensory friendly. Oh, okay. They've kind of, I think, my friend went to an open day, and they were saying that they had kind of, like, tested it out with some neurodivergent people, kind of got their feedback. And... Oh. They've put something special on the train carriages so they don't make that horrible squeaky noise. They're really quiet. Oh, they're really quiet. And the lighting is like when you're on the train, the lighting isn't super bright. Like there is bright lighting, but I I can't even explain it. Like it's nice. I just it's just nice. (laughs) It's just nice. It's nice. It's better than all the other undergrounds. Oh, that's good. Because I saw like they, I saw they had like an open day, and they were inviting like lots of different people down. But I didn't realize like how many different kind of you know groups or communities they'd kind of consulted. That's really, that's really nice. That and even really just good. like, even if they can just like knock out like one of the senses, like it be less noisy. Like that's amazing in itself. But like a few things, that's that's great. <laughs> it was it's really good. So uh, I recommend that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how did you find? Because um, you mentioned that you went to. Disneyland how did mm-hmm. how did you find that how was did you have a nice holiday and I know you're massively into planes how was how oh was the uh, <laughs> the journey it was good it was it was strange because COVID was getting pretty bad in January I was really paranoid mm-hmm. I was going to get COVID so I stayed inside my house for three weeks straight because anxiety I just I could not leave I could not leave the house and be and then get COVID and then hate myself forever so I, I stayed inside my house for three weeks and my parents okay. didn't. They were like doing their own kind of thing. <laughs> and they're like, Sharon, like, why don't you just go out for a walk? And I'm like, no, like, I'm staying inside. Don't want to, yeah. So that was really intense. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't like my finest moment of the year. Mm-hmm. And then I kept telling myself it wasn't going to happen. So when I woke up in the morning and it was happening and like we'd all tested negative because you had to take like back in that, back in the day, you had to take oh, those different tests. Yeah. Especially to yeah. go to America. And so I got to the airport and I was wearing my sunflower lanyard and the Heathrow staff, I flew with BA and they were just so accommodating. Like, it was quite funny. Me and my mum were going up to the check-in and there was, you know, there's always someone that stood there to help you out. Yeah. And there was a family going over to this lady to ask her a question. And then she saw me and she was like... I'll be with you just a second. I'm just going to help this person. Um, and like came over to me Excellent. and was like, you know, do you need any help with anything? Like, is there anything we can do? And I was like, yeah, like, where do we go to check in for our flight? And like, she told us where to go. And she was just like really calm. She had like this really calm vibe. <laughs> and I went to go check in and they were really lovely. But the weird thing about Heathrow Airport, I don't know how much you travel, but Heathrow Airport doesn't let you... F- so, for example, Gatwick, they'll have a disabled um, security line. Okay. So, like, it's shorter and the staff are accommodating, they kind of have an awareness. Right. But Heathrow don't have that. Okay. And they also don't let you go through the fast track. You know some people can pay to get through quicker. Yeah. They don't let you through the fast track because some people find that more overwhelming. Right, okay. So I did have to kind of queue up in security, which, you know, these things happen, but... And it wasn't busy, it was January, but I can't even imagine doing that now in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be able to cope with that. So I think that's some an area they need to kind of work on. A lot of other airports will have, like, a disabled queue, mm-hmm. which is shorter, and the staff are really accommodating. So it, I kind of feel a bit weird. It, it didn't bother, bother me because it was quiet, but I feel like if I went in peak time, that would be a, a big issue. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I went to my plane... And I always kind of phone ahead for special assistance, like as in to get on the plane first. Um, but the the guy at the check in, like the the boarding gate, saw my lanyard, and he he came over to us, and he was like, "Please, you don't need to sit here. Like, come through." And like, oh. there was like a a special kind of seating area for people that had were getting on the plane first for like okay. their disabilities. And 
it was really good and like I was like you know sit there it'll be like 20 minutes and we'll let you know when you get the plane board on the plane and that was really great um to kind of have that and like he the workers came up to me that's what I liked Mm -hmm. I didn't have to kind of be like hello can you help me um yeah yeah. they kind of came up to me like if I didn't need any help I just said you know I'm fine and they're like that's cool like they didn't question it um Mm -hmm. so definitely if you're in an airport where you're sunflower lanyard because honestly game changer that's like the main place I wear my lanyard because I always get the accommodations people are always really friendly really helpful and if I am really anxious like I know that I can approach someone and they're gonna help me yeah just the fact that they're kind of aware of the lanyard and are kind of not seeking it out but uh, like going up to people like that's nice yeah exactly you're not having to because it's it's nerve-wracking being in a new place and finding someone for help at least if they're kind of you know standing out kind of and you can see them then at least I don't know it makes you slightly less anxious yeah definitely and the the holiday I spent are you just talking about the airport yeah the holiday (laughs) the holiday was great um it was good it's what I needed it was really cold out there um but it was just really fun it was nice to how just... long were you there for sorry I meant to ask how long you'd gone there for yeah two weeks um, two weeks right okay it was lovely um mm-hmm. just to get out of the country I love traveling like it's one of my special interests that kind of took a massive not not when COVID hit so mm-hmm. to go and travel just felt so good the entire time I was like this isn't real um <laughs> but it was one of the best holidays I've had and I think it's because you know you appreciate it more like we haven't been able to go away for so long yeah. It kind of felt yeah. like an adventure. It was like, oh, I haven't done this for a while. Oh. It was lovely. That's good. And did you have like, because I know you are quite a planner, mm-hmm. did you enjoy kind of, did you have like a day plan kind of thing? I'm always fascinated by like how people plan their time at Disney because it seems like there's a lot to get around. <laughs> yeah. So Disney World, they have an app and because of the COVID restrictions out there. So when I was out there, like you had to wear masks inside um there was a lot of restrictions and you had to pre-book the parks so you kind of had to have a plan so you'd have to book what park you were going to go to um and then you know they do a like a fast pass kind of thing that we got thrown in with our holiday and you have to book them in the Mm -hmm. morning because they sell out so you kind of have like a rough every day on the app which is really helpful because you know you can just look on the app and it's there you don't have to kind of write it down um Mm -hmm. and you know I had the disability access scheme which is super helpful where you can um you go up to them you kind of tell them you know a little bit about you so I kind of went to guest services and I was like I'm autistic and they didn't need to or anything else they were like yeah sure we got you um excellent and you get you can um on the app you book your like disability access so say if I wanted to go on Space Mountain I'd book it and you'd wait the amount of the wait time so if it was a 60 minute wait you'd wait 60 minutes but you could do whatever you wanted in the park oh and so you're not waiting in a queue no no so you can oh okay say if there was a five minute ride you could go on that whilst you wait like yeah um so that's really good and you go back and then you go in the fast pass lane so like the quicker lane mm-hmm. which is really great um because people don't judge you as much. Like they used to do it, you go through the exit. And that's great. And that, that works a lot better because it's there was a lot of queuing when I was out there, even in the fast pass lane, but you know people judge you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I kinda I like that, um, which is really good. But a lot of the new rides, so like the Rise of the Resistance, the new Star Wars ride, they their queuing system's a bit weird, so so normally it'll be the main queue and the fast tracking queue and they kind of join right when you're about to get on the line, get on the ride. <laughs> but on the new rides, they have it where they merge a lot sooner, which means you're waiting a lot longer. Okay. And I don't think they fall about it because the Rise of the Resistance ride specifically, you end up queuing down. You're, off, you're, you're meant to be on like a Star Wars ship, right? You're queuing down okay. this really narrow corridor. Okay. Already sounds horrible. <laughs> and I was waiting there for about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. And I just don't think they fall about it. So I think that's something they're going to have to change. Yeah, it's a bit claustrophobic sounding. Yeah, yeah. And I just... So it used to be, you know, you'd go on the fast track lane, you'd kind of get on the ride. You've already waited your time. You'd kind of get on the ride, 
within like 10 minutes. And a lot of the newer rides, you can be waiting 20 up to 40 minutes because they kind of merge sooner and you end up in the normal line. And I just think, I get why they've done it and it probably helps with the queuing system. But I think for people with disabilities, that is going to cause issues. Yeah. You don't want to be overwhelmed before you get on the ride. (laughs) No, no, exactly. But that's my only criticism. Mm. Besides that, I, I find Disney really great, to be honest, as an autistic person. You know, there's lots you can do there. You can plan out your day. And the staff are really friendly. Like, there's never anything that's too much for them. Oh, that's nice. I think even it's, like, a lot of the time it's just the people that make it, like, a nice place as well. Like, yeah. just approachable, nice people if you're, you know, a bit worried about something or can't find something or, you know, especially somewhere so vast. Like, it's I big. can imagine it can be. Yeah. <laughs> Had you been before? Like, had you, like, yeah. did you know it or? Yeah, so I've oh, been okay. going loads since I was a small child. So I, like, know it like the back of my hand. I know it better than where I live, oh, to okay. be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I know it really well. And um, so it's less overwhelming. I think, like, if you know the environment, at least, like, you kind of feel a bit more at home and kind of navigating and stuff and yeah. knowing where things are. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like. A really nice holiday and I'm um, apart from the fact that you had to kind of deal with emails and things it sounded <laughs> good got very busy so I'm assuming I'm assuming before you went you like wrapped up all your work yes and then you went and then there was still work <laughs> all just the work up. suddenly came in on literally like the same day and I try <laughs> I put some of them off I'm not gonna lie but a couple of them like I was like yeah I can put that together when I'm on holiday and my main thinking was you know I'm on holiday I'm spending like quite a bit of money it's quite nice to get some of it back <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah so that was yeah. kind of my thinking I was like oh this is like paying for like for like that t-shirt I just bought do you know what I mean so yeah. something quick I was kind of like oh I can do that um but I kind of learned a lot like next time I go on holiday which is soon actually I just booked a random last minute trip um I'm going to kind of be like, oh, thank you so much for your email. Um, currently on holiday. I'm happy to help you when I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Out of office. <laughs> Out of office. Yes. Yeah. You've got to do a little email signature or something. Just like, Proper Cheryl is not available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's urgent, she please is. don't contact me. <laughs> yeah. Just don't put anyone else to contact. Yeah. Just don't contact me. <laughs> Excellent. So where are you, where are you going? I'm going to Seattle. Ooh. I love Seattle. Been... Yeah, so I've got family friends that okay. live out there. And mm-hmm. I haven't been out there for over probably 20 years. It's been, it's been a while. Oh, wow. So okay. I'm going to stay with some family friends um, and just get away. It'll be nice. Just just felt, you know, let's book a holiday. <laughs> I don't know. I was mm-hmm. in a weird mood over the weekend and I was like, oh, I've booked a holiday now in like, the space of a day. It was a bit strange, but... Oh really? Yeah. Wow. And have you have you like planned anything to do there, or is there like, like why Seattle? Yeah. So um, the main reason is twenty one pilots. Cheryl, <laughs> not again. Number twelve. <laughs> Number twelve. So yeah, twenty one. They're kind of a special interest. I'm not gonna lie. They kind of dip in I did and out. Sense that. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so they're playing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was like a confession. You were like twenty one pilots. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, they're playing, um, and it'd just be nice to kind of go out there. And Seattle's really beautiful. There's mountains, waterfalls, all the things I love, and twenty one pilots. Mm-hmm. So I mean, why would I not go? <laughs> well, and family. I mean, and you know. family friends, family friends. So yeah, there you go. Catch up with That's some people. Nice. Oh, how far? I don't even like how long a trip is that. It's uh 10 hour flight okay <laughs> i'm getting that flight on my own it's just hit me oh are you oh. i've never i've never got a long-haul flight on my own before Woo. it's gonna be fun Ooh. i'll take some stuff to do yes yeah definitely i guess like are you someone that can sleep on a plane i feel like some people can and some people just can't i'm, a, I'm an in-between you know i'm like sort of you know when you're like <laughs> asleep but you can hear everything around you yeah that's me on a light sleep <laughs> yeah very light okay. sleep Ooh, that's so exciting so when when's that uh end of september i'm gonna be out there for my birthday oh which would be nice. that'll be nice yeah 
How old are you going to be? Uh, 27. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to someone who's 28 and is feeling, yes, yeah, that. You get yeah. to kind of like your late 20s and it's, yeah. you don't feel like you're in your late 20s, like, especially with the pandemic no. and a lot of the things I went through when I was a teenager, I still like, feel like I'm living like my early 20s. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. I feel like we lost those two years. Yes. And we should be, I don't know, reimbursed in some form of age. Like I completely agree. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about your National Autistic Society. Um, I think it was a blog post. Is that right? Yeah, is it that was. The right yeah. way of saying it. Yeah. So um, I saw that and it was very good. It was very thorough. And I thought it'd be good to ask you a little bit more about it. And it was centered around like Pride Month. And yeah, how, how did that sort of come about? Yeah, so they sent me an email and they um, wanted to do a piece on Pride Month and kind of my experience as an autistic person in the LGBTQ plus community. And I thought that was a great subject, you know what I mean? Like pride is something that's really important to me, but also I don't talk about it as much, especially on my TikTok. Like I feel like every June I remind everyone that I'm in fact a lesbian. And then I kind of, <laughs> it kind of like people forget every year mm. and then every, it's like every year I'm coming out on my TikTok um, oh okay <laughs> so it's very strange so I don't know why I don't talk about it that much I just feel like it's something I used to think about like my sexuality and my gender identity I used to think about loads and now I've mm. kind of like worked out I don't really think about it as much as I used to so I don't make content on it as much because I'm not really like thinking about it so when I got that email mm. I was like oh this is a great opportunity to talk about something that I don't normally talk about yeah and I thought it would just be great because the questions they asked me were really interesting about, you know, accessibility at Pride um, mm-hmm. and my experiences like with my sexu- sexuality, my gender identity. Um, I thought that was really good. And I just wanted yeah. to talk about it. I was like, this is a great opportunity. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's interesting for you to say like you know, you don't have that much of an opportunity to talk about it because I do feel like like some people just think of creators like oh Cheryl talks about autism and you know sensory issues but actually there's way more to you than those two things yes but like you said the fact that you feel like you're coming out each year (laughs) because people are forgetting is a bit like oh um so that's that's um interesting it's interesting um I just feel like you know people kind of there's still that whole like I don't know what the words are. People just presume everyone's straight is the words. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So it it's strange every time I kind of talk about my sexuality because people are like, oh, I didn't know that. Um. Mm. This year I didn't get any nasty comments, which is quite nice. But previously, it's like how people be like, I'm unfollowing you, and I'm like, but bye then. Um. <laughs> do you know mm. what I mean? Um. Yeah. So it was just a really good opportunity to kind of talk about stuff, and I really enjoyed the interview like I got sent the questions and then I kind of wrote it up and I really enjoyed that process because it allowed me to kind of talk about things that I don't really talk about um Mm -hmm. like I've got my sexuality down but gender identity is something that I it really confuses me um I know a lot Mm of autistic people um what is the word um autistic people are more likely to be non-binary or to be transgender and that makes complete sense in like my kind of experiences like but it's also really hard to work out like I've found that journey of working out my gender identity really difficult so I thought it was a really good opportunity to kind of talk about that because I feel like it's not talked about much like and I really admire people who are confident with their gender identity like I've never felt like that so it was good to express that and kind of in the hope that other people might relate to that Mm -hmm. and I was going to ask you kind of like about like your pronouns as well because that was that kind of something like I'm, I'm always kind of really intrigued as to how people kind of get to kind of knowing what they want to be kind of referred to as and things and how did you kind of find that sort of like process is it quite is it quite tricky to know how you want to be referred to yeah it's definitely tricky and in my personal experience I feel like I always, I always used to go by she, her pronouns because that's kind of mm-hmm. what I was brought up with. It's kind of just what I knew. Do you know what I mean? And then when I saw like, you know, I 
educated myself and I learned about non-binary people and different kind of gender identities I was like oh this you know you know resonates but does it like I always second guess myself I'm like oh does this relate or does it not like I'm always like I never I'm never really sure and Mm -hmm. I changed my pronouns to she they and that felt that felt good to begin with because I was kind of like trying out they pronouns seeing how they made me feel um because I feel like it's not something you really know until you like try it out and it's okay to change your pronouns like that's normal and I like people using they for me and I was like well this is great and then I did for a little while change my pronouns to they them um exclusively I didn't do it on my TikTok because I was like oh <laughs> just, people are going to constantly misgender <laughs> me um yeah and I did that and I don't know it's still a journey like I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the time they them pronouns are my number one like they're my go-to they're my most comfortable okay. but on some days mm-hmm. I don't mind she her so it felt weird to kind of get rid of my she her pronouns and I also okay. still relate to womanhood so mm-hmm. to be exclusively they them was a bit I don't know I kind of wanted she back so then I kind of I literally I think it was like two weeks ago I swapped them around so I'm now they oh, she and that feels a lot better it's on my tiktok it's on my instagram um mm-hmm. and that's a lot better and i do i do prefer they pronouns which is why they're first um mm-hmm. but just sometimes i'm like you know what today i want to be called she so that's why they're there um mm-hmm. but it is hard especially as a content creator because i know I, like from talking to other autistic people you just sometimes it feels like you have to have your pronouns a certain way to please people to not get misgendered yeah so like if I get rid of my she pronouns I'm going to be constantly misgendered and that's going to make me feel horrific yeah but then even if (laughs) it's it's complicated I tell you it really is yeah so at the moment we're going with they she and that feels comfortable because a lot of the time I do prefer they them but sometimes I like she her Mm-hmm. okay that's really interesting to hear like I-, I was kind of intrigued to hear about like the kind of process and it's interesting you know how you're saying that you know it's okay to like experiment with it and yeah. see how you feel and like just test it out and see if it feels funny or if it feels like you know a little bit more natural and that's really it's really nice to kind of like hear how to kind of work it out because I imagine it's quite I don't know it's it's not really something that's ever really like covered with you like no I don't think anyone's ever kind of <laughs> spoken to me about like you know there's no form of like education on like how you want to be referred to or no. like you know sexuality or like gender and stuff like that like you don't get anything like that at school it's all kind of you know sex ed and stuff and it's quite basic so I feel like it's interesting to hear each person's sort of journey with it and like how you've kind of I don't know just worked it out for yourself and that actually you're still working it out which yeah. is quite nice to hear actually you know you haven't you haven't got it all worked out but you've got to a kind of middle ground where you like the pronouns you've got at the moment yeah that's nice (laughs) that is the most important part everyone's journey is different as well and you know Mm. that this is what helped me it might not help you but definitely just like trying out different pronouns really helped and then when people call me they them I was like that feels like super comfy okay and that's kind of when I knew I was like yeah like they're really important to me those pronouns so yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like trying stuff out and seeing what works. And it's okay to change things up. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, like you were saying, like you didn't want to commit on TikTok because mm. like, you know, it's kind of feels like a, not like a formal thing, but I guess yes. like, you know, you don't want to be like misgendered and stuff like that. And like, oh, it's tricky, but um, yeah, that's, that's interesting to hear. And yeah, I just feel like there's a long way to go in terms of, people's understanding <laughs> but that could be there a whole, is a long way a whole different podcast yeah that's a whole different episode so I want to ask you a little bit about like you saying that one of your dreams is to potentially be a tv presenter children's tv presenter do you have any other kind of like goals aspirations things like that that we can kind of chat about yeah definitely so goals wise the tv presenter that that's a really new one like with the sensory activities, I was kind of doing them for myself. And, like, people say I'm really good at them. And I was like, that would be, like, a really fun thing. Like, it feels like a really far-fetched dream, but watch this space. Um, you never know what could happen in life. 
But I was like, that would be like a really fun thing to do. And like, I feel like it would be quite accessible as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know, that would be like a really cool thing to do and like do sensory activities and maybe a bit of awareness, but like just have fun and like be creative. And that is like a far-fetched dream. Like whether that's like working on Blue Peter, for example, or on a CBBC channel or like kids TV or having my own show that that's like the wild 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 <laughs> west dream you know that's never gonna happen but you know we can dream um so that's like one of my dreams and that's only really sparked from my recent TikTok content and just having that confidence as well like going to Blue Peter I was like wow I could see myself doing this and like the people there they were like you're really good at this and I was like you're just being nice and they were like no honestly <laughs> and I told the manager I was like you know like thank you so much like you know first time on tv that was like really great and he was like first time on tv I was like yeah I told you like at the beginning of the day it was my first time on tv he was like no he's like you're putting my leg and I was like no what was my first time he's like no he was like no way he was like this cannot be your first time on tv he was like you were so good and I was like I was (laughs) um (laughs) why thank you why thank you I'll take that as a compliment (laughs) so that's definitely like the wildest goal um besides that kind of like as I said earlier I don't really think about numbers anymore like I could set another number goal but honestly I just that wasn't good for me like the 500k was a lovely goal but now now I've hit it I'm just like I'm not gonna set another number goal my next goal is to be verified which oh my goodness is a task (laughs) I am I'm trying like desperately Mm -hmm. like I thought Blue Peter would do it but apparently not what you have to kind of be to be verified so I don't really know it's a bit of a hidden secret but I know for example that you kind of need to be a it's different for everyone but kind of how I kind of see it is that you need to be quite a prominent figure in whatever community or niche you're in um you need to have like media around you um around what you do um you need to be a, a popular bigger account like do you know what I mean um there needs to be something going on like people need to know you outside of TikTok as well I think that's kind of right the gist so I thought you okay. know the article with the National Autistic Society um all the other previous articles I've done and Blue Peter especially would get me there but no I'm still still working on it it's my goal and I, I reckon I can get there by the end of the year I reckon that's like I reckon I could do. I'm determined to get it this year. I'm determined. I'm, I'm <laughs> determined. Um, so that's my main other goal. And besides mm-hmm. that, just, you know, get my nursing degree and work out my life plan. But, you know, <laughs> that will come. Simple things, you know. <laughs> nothing major, you know. No, no. <clears throat> Not your career and your life. and <laughs> So many decisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, besides oh. that, just... A little thing's keeping me ticking by. Mm-hmm. It's good to have, like, you know, like a variety of different sized goals as well, rather than, like, you saying, like, you know, it's tempting to have another number, but then that's something else to kind of, you know, get stressed out if you don't reach it by a certain point and stuff like that. So I guess it's a good thing that you've kind of hit where you wanted to be and you're happy with it and you're just happy to keep going kind of thing honestly yeah that sounds very sensible I'm just so I'm just so happy with it like and people's support means so much to me like that's what's important really it's the impact you're having every day like the number doesn't matter like if you're making a difference every day that's what matters to me anyway so that's what's important to me yeah and I think you definitely are like the amount of like people that must have seen things like blue beta and also like your tiktoks and stuff and they're seeing you know not just the stereotypical Mm. kind of you know what an autistic person they think might look like kind of thing like just to see someone like older and just you know having fun with a sensory activity is like amazing (laughs) yeah exactly i like to you know change things up a bit and you never know the people you're reaching the audiences you're reaching um yeah my friend told me, I thought it was a really good point, and I never think thought about it before, but they kind of said it, and ever since I've been like, oh, that's a good point. Like, especially with TikTok, it's such a interesting algorithm that you could end up on anyone's For You page, and it's such a good yeah. opportunity for awareness. But then my friend was like, 
I wonder like how many celebrities for you pages that you know you just pop up on and you don't even know about it and I was like nah this yeah. is gonna be with me now for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really interesting mm. have you ever like gone through your followers and had a look to kind of like do you have you ever done that or have you just been like no you know whoever follows me follows me kind of thing you haven't like tried to seek out um I don't know I don't really look at it um but sometimes I get like someone mm. follow me and I'm like oh like with like a blue tick for example and I'm like oh why are you following me for (laughs) and you followed me for you followed me first I don't even follow you um those are fun moments but besides that I don't really look at it I'm kind of like just vibing you know yeah it's probably probably the most um sensible thing to do I think I'd be there forever if I was scrolling could you imagine well be there forever yes that is a good point actually I don't know why I said that like why would you go through like (laughs) half a million people that many people yeah half a million people God, when you put, why didn't I say it like that at the start of the podcast? <laughs> Cheryl has half a million followers. There you go. That would have been punchy. <laughs> punchy, get in there. Yeah, I mean, five hundred k does sound like a lot, but I don't know why half a million. Half sounds a million bigger. sounds more. Yeah. Blue Peter were like, Cheryl has thirteen point two million likes on TikTok, and I was like, oh, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of. I've got more now, but yeah. People. Here's a lot. <laughs> I can't believe, like, like, do you ever kind of look back and just think about, like, how far, like, from that first, like, podcast I did with you when you were, like, oh my talking gosh. about, like, your growth from, like, you know, just starting out and it being a nice thing to do to this point. Do you, do you look back often? Do you try and kind of... I like this is question. Getting, is it just... I like this. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> The easiest way to put it is TikTok has completely changed my life. I cannot even Mm -hmm. say how grateful I am. And like, I used to kind of, I'm someone that kind of grew up with the YouTube area, you know, like lots of different like YouTubers. um, And I used to look up to them and really admire them, but also didn't really understand how it worked. Like, you know, you're like, how does someone get like so popular and do so well to then have that kind of TikTok come along and that kind of translate and like when I spoke to you last time like it only just it was the beginning of my journey and Hmm. I didn't know where this was going to take me and it was kind of like oh this is nice but like whatever whatever happens happens I never expected it to grow so big and to have such an impact and to also like change me and my life like for the better it's like Hmm. all these opportunities I've had that I would have never dreamt of. I mean, he even spoke to me last year and said, you're going to be going on Blue Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and I also felt like I'd never had the confidence either. Like, again, last year, I wouldn't have been able to go on Blue Peter and did what I did and have that confidence. Mm. It wouldn't have happened. It's just like, TikTok's like completely changed my life and I'm just so grateful and I didn't, I never expected it. It was never the life plan. No. And it also makes me happy and like, I feel like I have a purpose every single day and that's something that I've always kind of struggled with in life like I always want to feel like I'm doing good or there's something every day that I can wake up for and do and make a difference and TikTok is that thing and I can do it every day and it's that's wild I never mm. expected it to grow this much I never expected it to... when I first started out when I was speaking to you when I hit 100k I have my little my journals you see my journals <clears throat> yes <laughs> and I had a page in there when I hit 100k and it was road to 500k and I thought this is hilarious because it's never gonna happen but I'm gonna like do it anyway so like each milestone so I did it in like 50k I would then write the date of when I hit say 150k I'd write the date and then you know it was like a page um Mm -hmm. and the end goal was 500k and I was like never gonna happen (laughs) and then when it did happen I was like wow that was like yeah that was never gonna happen when I actually wrote it it was just a joke like it wasn't actually meant to happen um so yeah you just never know what's gonna happen and I don't know where I'm gonna be this time next year this time next month like you never know what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and like when I first started talking to you like you know you were juggling like you were working at Tesco's part-time or was it maybe full-time at some point like you were juggling you were juggling that and you were like I need to get these TikToks out and like to hear you come from that to like you know how you're kind of balancing things now is really interesting and like you say like you know you don't know where you'll be like 
in even like a month's time. So exactly, and it'd be like, interesting. <laughs> I love my job at Tesco's, and even when I was even eight months ago, I was still had a part time job. I was doing my nursing. I was doing TikTok. And I still had a part time job. TikTok has mm. enabled me to quit my part time job, which is wild. I would have <laughs> never ever thought about that, but it just felt so good. I was like. <laughs> I can focus on TikTok. I've only got two things to think about now, not three things. Yeah. And it just felt good. I'm very privileged and very grateful to be able to be in that position. Like, Mm -hmm. I would have never expected that. It's so lovely to hear that, you know, you can can now just kind of pursue the passion and earn from it. Like, that's that's great. That's like, and that it works for you and you can, you know, it, it would be horrible if you were overwhelmed and, you know, felt under pressure from it all. But you've got the balance of you know being able to do it at your kind of own pace which is is nice to hear because I feel like that's not maybe always the case for content creators I don't know like how how busy people are with yeah you know, just life in general yeah exactly um balance is key and at mm. least I've worked it out now yeah we'll have to do another podcast I said this in December 2020 but we'll have I you'll just have to check in with me every like year or so or oh like... yeah just a little bit of gossip a little catch up um yeah see what's going on it's like a journey <laughs> a journey of Cheryl yeah yeah literally maybe I should just make this like its own series <laughs> <laughs> like a, a little podcast like extra like bonus like Cheryl's journey how hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting because like things change so fast so it's just yeah. it's nice I like it mm-hmm. it's so nice that you were like keen to come back on like everyone who's listening to this Cheryl messaged me and was like let's do this like let's let's like you know have a catch up and stuff and it's really nice to for me not to always like reach out to people for people to be keen to come on so I do really appreciate the fact that you were like let's have a catch up yeah let's I, do this. <laughs> I just love chatting to you and I was like you know Let's have a catch up. Like, there's lots of different things that have happened that are really exciting, and I I know people want the inside goss, you know. Oh, always. so I've been able to give a little bit of that, and I just thought it was a good a good time to catch up. Like, there's a lot of things that we spoke about, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, different things. You know, it's not every day that you get to hear about Blue Peter uh, or other things. I know. So it was quite exciting. <laughs> I was like, this is the right moment, and I'm going to message you and see if we can catch up. Well, thank you so much for. Um, coming on and of course as always I will link all your social media below I feel like we've mentioned your username but feel free to mention it again <laughs> yes yeah, so I'm Cheryl underscore this line is mine on TikTok and Instagram you can check me out over there brilliant thank you so much